So, the big question is this. How are ambitious people like us, who don't have a lot of resources, did not go to Ivy League colleges, were not born into wealth, how do we become resourceful enough? Use our creativity, our dedication, and a little bit of crazy to bootstrap our way to realizing our dreams. Whether it is launching a new company, launching a new app, or making it to the top of the corporate ladder. That is the question. And this podcast will give you the answers. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this new episode of Bootstrapping Your Dream Show. I'm your host, Manu Jagarwal. And today we will be talking with Veronica Hislop. And Veronica is... Um, uh, Veronica is a trained and certified therapist and counselor with broad knowledge of mental health, especially for entrepreneurs. And she has agreed to share with us all the cool tips, tricks, and secrets that hardly any entrepreneur or professional knows about how it can really accelerate your results by understanding and overcoming the biggest challenge of entrepreneurship, which is mental health. So thank you, Veronica, for joining us. We're excited to have you here. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. All right, great. So uh, just so that our audience can get to know you better, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background and your experience? Yeah, I started out oh, many, many years ago. Uh, if I tell you how many years, I'm going to be dating myself. <laughs> but uh, I started out as a trained social worker. And then from there, I went to, I got some training as a child and family therapist. And then from there, I went into uh, trauma counseling. And uh, from there, I've moved on into uh, life relationship coaching. Mm-hmm. So all, I bring all of that to the work that I do with clients. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've worked, my, my niche clients today are primarily working with female entrepreneurs. But mm-hmm. having said that, 30% of the clients that come to me are men. Mm-hmm. Um, and my background is I've worked with um, police officers, I've worked with emergency responders, politicians, uh, women uh, in, in coming out of abusive situations, um, all kinds of trauma. Uh, I, so I've kind of moved away from doing that kind of work. Yeah. Um, I still have my, my foot in the water. I do a little bit of um, uh, victim quick response services in Brampton. Uh, where I live, and I also do some SOS services for the federal government, but not to the same extent that I was doing before. Awesome. That's great. And so have you noticed any trends in terms of, you know, uh, this epidemic of mental uh, stress and health affecting uh, population in general and entrepreneurs in particular? Well, based on the research, there was a project done, um, it was called the mindset, the intersection of entrepreneurship and mental health. And it was a Canadian project. And they did a lot of research in terms of uh, entrepreneurs and mental health. And what they were seeing significantly was that entrepreneurs had higher rates of mental health than the regular population. Uh, Mental health in terms of depression, in terms of anxiety. Um, So they were seeing that in Canada. And when you look at the... um, the research that's done throughout the world, significantly um, the U.S. and um, England, um, or the English-speaking world, it's the same trend is showing up there that entrepreneurs are not necessarily that healthy, and they're they're certainly less healthy in terms of mental health than the regular population. 
Okay, that's uh, that's quite alarming uh, given that we have a lot of uh, entrepreneurs in our audience. So, um, what do you attribute this uh, this trend to? Like, uh, do you think there is anything inherently wrong with entrepreneurship? There's nothing wrong with entrepreneurship at all. Um, but I think you know, it's uh, I, I think the 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 stress from being an entrepreneur, the ups and downs of being an entrepreneur, um, maybe not having a regular income, the stress of starting up a business, the stress of maybe your family don't understand what it is that you're doing. You know, why don't you get a real job kind of thing? Um, All of those kinds of stresses, I think, can um, feed into um, your mental health, how you see yourself and how you function. And also, you know, we want to be successful at this. And so we can drive ourselves to a point where um, it's easy for the body and the mind to, to break down. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, definitely entrepreneurship is a, is a huge challenge and I can personally attest to that. Uh, now, what are some of the strategies that you recommend to your clients to, uh, you know, get into a healthier mental state? Because as we all know, you know, uh, uh, and you also pointed out, mindset and positive thinking are some of the key things, uh, key ingredients to to success. So, uh, we are, if we are already already uh, stressed out, like how do we how do we train our minds to um, you know uh, think more healthy thoughts and positive thoughts? Well, I think just understanding that as an entrepreneur, what you're doing is going to be stressful. And being an understanding that stress is playing um, a more significant part in your life so that you do have to factor in um, your own self-care, excuse me, self-care plan and self-care strategies. And you do have to make that paramount um, and you do have to, um, um, you, you can't play with that. Mm-hmm. You just have to recognize that, especially if you're a solopreneur, I mean, yeah. you know, that you are the business. Yeah, and yeah. so if you're not there to run the business or to um, uh, give direction, then you don't have a business. Yeah. So taking care of yourself and understanding that it's stressful what you're doing is stressful and, 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 and knowing that you need to have um, stress management techniques and implement them in your life, um, that's one of the things that you need to, it needs to be paramount in, in your thinking and mindful of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, in terms of, uh, you know, using these uh, strategies, like uh, do you have any examples of uh, any particular tools or... Uh... I'll give you a little story. Sure, sure. Um, one of the things that I came up with is developing systems of support. It's not support systems, but systems of support. And I'll explain what that is in a moment. But how it came about, it's this little funny little story. I have a cat and a dog, and well, I used to have a cat and a dog, and they would come upstairs in the morning and wake me up in the morning at 5.30 in the morning, yeah. and I would jump out of bed and open the door and scream at them, what are you doing up here? Leave me alone. Go away, etc. Well, I would just banish them. And one morning, that the sun was really shining, and they were knocking at my door, and I thought, well, I can't go back to sleep. Yeah. So let me play. Let me just play with them. Yeah. And so I started to sit on the stairs, and I started just interacting with them, mm-hmm. and they were interacting with each other. And it was only for about five minutes, mm-hmm. uh, but it was a really delightful, delicious, 
fun experience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know what? I think I'm going to start my day just doing that. Yeah, just yeah. interacting with the cat and the dog. And, and it, was a re it really set my day up in a very good way. And then from there, I thought, well, what if I was to find these delicious, delightful, delectable little moments that don't cost anything yeah, yeah. and sprinkle them throughout my day? Yeah. And so I made it a mission um, to do just that. And so I, I do what is known as a poly polydormal technique. I think that's what I call it. But I work for, I work in one and a half hour increments. Mm -hmm. And after an hour and a half, I get up and I do something. I find one of my systems of support. It could be just playing the piano for 10 minutes. Yeah. It could be listening to a comedy routine for 10 minutes. It could be going out and skipping for 10 minutes, sitting down and having a nice cup of tea in a nice uh, china cup. But you yeah. sprinkle those systems of support throughout your day yeah. so that you're not, so that you replenish. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of one of my strategies that I implement for myself and um, where it works well. I mean, for some, uh, some people, they can't work an hour and a half. They, they, they have to stop working after, you know, 40 minutes, 45 minutes. Well, it depends on you. Um, you don't have to work an hour and a half like I do, but you know, every hour or so get up from your desk, move, skip, do some jumping jacks, do, do and these things don't cost money. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not saying go out and spend a whole lot of money. I'm saying find little simple systems that you can put in place that replenish and uh, rejuvenate you. That's an awesome advice. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I've tried uh, some of these uh, tricks as well. Uh, you know, they're they're uh, implemented a little bit differently, but I do realize the importance of you know sort of uh, rejuvenating your mental state of mind by adopting these uh, small little uh, uh, tricks. So that's awesome. Now, uh, do you find any specific patterns or uh, you know specific uh, things that are common between entrepreneurs, which causes these, uh, these symptoms of mental health? Well, I don't know. I mean, uh, I mean I'm mean, i speculating here. So, you know, don't, I, I'm just, this is just my take on things. I think probably more entrepreneurs, um, uh, I think um, the, the entrepreneurship attracts people who have more ADHD. Mm -hmm. um, I think it attracts people who probably have more anxiety, and then being an entrepreneur creates anxiety on top of that. Um, so I, I, I think, um, you know, it may be that just, and I think it may be because um, those kinds of people may find it difficult working in a regular nine to five job or in a corporate environment. And so, and also um, entrepreneurship attracts a lot of people with creativity. Yeah, 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 sure. Um, all right, so uh, now, have you noticed any um, any positive correlation? Because, you know, as we know, stress can be good as well because, you know, it, it helps us uh, deal with uh, with other harmful situations. So have you seen any patterns where, uh, you know, mild amount of stress can also be helpful for entrepreneurs? Well, I think it challenges you, I mean, um, to to really look at your life and look at, look at how you're living your life and how you manage your life and how you manage your work and how you manage your relationships. And rather than looking at it as um, 
um, as something that's a, a, a problem, I think we need to look at it more as a, um, a, a, a challenge, that we're challenged to, to, um, to manage all of these, 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 these uh, components of our life and find different ways to make it work. And I'm just amazed, actually, at some women that I see that are, um, they have kids and they have a husband and they have a business and somehow <laughs> they make it work. Yeah. And, um, you know, they, so we're, it, it really is it's challenging us to, to juggle all of these balls and to yeah. um, take care of ourselves, take care of our families, uh, take care of and have a business, be healthy. I mean, it's, uh, it, it challenges us in many ways. Sure, sure. Um, now, have you come across uh, any extreme cases where, you know, uh, somebody is so stressed out that you've had to recommend or maybe you didn't recommend it directly, but you think that, uh, you know, entrepreneurship is not for that person. Uh, have, have you run into these type of cases? Um, probably there are many, um, but I would never, I would never, um, say that, you know, that that's not the right thing for you to do. Sure. But, um, going back to some of the research, there were a number of entrepreneurs, um, that had actually committed suicide. Um, I don't have their names in front of me, but a few of them, um, Kate, Ooh, what was her name? But a lot of and, and, and a lot of the research that was done in Silicon Valley um, also was showing that a lot of entrepreneurs um, in Silicon Valley, because that's where all of the um, the, the 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 creativity is coming from in terms of um, um, internet on web webs and all that kind of stuff. A lot of them, a lot of people in that area were struggling with with mental health with mental okay. health issues. Okay, and uh, once again, you know, looking for some patterns so that we can sort of understand the reasoning behind it. Do you see uh, that uh, stress becomes higher as uh, entrepreneurs become more successful, or is it more? Um, you know, more a high level of uh, stress when they're just sort of starting off and things are not working out and they're running into challenges? I think it depends on your personality. I think once you, if you're, if you're more successful, then you have more um, uh, things at your fingertips that you can tap into to help you manage your stress. You can get into coaching. You can hire more people to do some of the things that you don't want to do. So yeah. I, I think the more successful you are, you have there's more um, flexibility for you in terms of um, managing your stress. So um, I, I wouldn't say. Um, so I, I would think that that would be would be more of the issue. I think certainly starting up a business and starting up an entrepreneurship um, um, is, is extremely successful, uh, is extremely stressful. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, all right. So uh, what, you know, you, you meant you shared with us a, a cool technique to um, sort of deal uh, with the day-to-day -day operations and, and sort of keep your uh, mental health in check. But what are some of the other tips that you wish that uh, entrepreneurs knew uh, in terms of maintaining a good uh, mental health, uh, you know, anything that you can share? Well, I think one of the things that um, entrepreneurship pushes pushes us to do, and if we take up the challenge, we, you know, some of us don't take up the challenge. But I think um, when you're an entrepreneur, 
I have never done more so so much more self reflection doing entrepreneurship um, now um, as opposed to you know working in a regular job. Yeah. Entrepreneurship causes you to um, reflect on who you are, reflect on your values and your beliefs. Yeah. And be- the reason why I say that is because you know you have to win. You know all of those things are components in your branding. They're components in your policies. They're components in your procedures, and they are components in your customer service. Yeah. So you 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 always have to be reflective on who you are and what are your values that you're bringing to the table in your business. Yeah. And if you think of regular companies. They go through um, a strategic planning every, uh, what, seven, eight years, whatever. They, all, they, they go through that strategic planning process where they look at their mission statement. They look at their vision statement. They look at their, um, their values. And entrepreneurs are, have to be doing that themselves as well. And what it means is really taking a look at your, um, your values and beliefs that you have. And whether they fit for you now. Um, for my, so let me give you an example in terms of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the values that I grew up with was hard work. If you're going to accomplish anything in life, you've got to work hard. And you've got to work and work. And maybe you might get it. <laughs> but you still got to work. Mm-hmm. And I think as a value, that worked for me when I was a um, young a, a teenager uh, when I was going to university, when I was going to college, that worked for me in the sense that it kept me focused on, on, on work and, and not um, uh, getting sidetracked with other, other things. Yeah, yeah. But as I've gotten older, that is no longer a good value for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to you know, reflect on myself and, and, and ask myself, well, is it hard work? Or do I need to be working in a much smarter way? So that work ethic kind of value that I was that 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 I was brought up with doesn't necessarily work so well for me today. Um, And 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 that's because and, and so I think as entrepreneurs we are called upon to look at some of our values and some of our beliefs that we were you know that we learned from our family from our culture from society, from friends, from school, and look at them and to see whether they fit who we are today. And it doesn't mean that those values were bad or that they're they're negative. It just means that we've outgrown them. They no longer fit fit us. And the stress from that is, is, comes from you. They may be your, they may be the values that you've outgrown, yeah, but yeah. the people around you may not have outgrown those values, yeah, and sure. so that's what's going to create the 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 um, the, 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 the conflict mm-hmm. is because you're operating differently, yeah. and you know you, you might live with your parents, whatever, and they're still saying, well, you know, you're not hard work is important. Well, why why whereas you think, well, no, going to the gym and and and, and doing all of that stuff is, is is more important because it sets me up. Yeah. To, to work in a, in a more healthy way. Yeah. So I, the, I guess the bottom line in terms of what I'm saying is that that reflection piece mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur is extremely important because it fuels who you are as an entrepreneur today. Yeah, yeah that's, uh, that's so true. Uh, self-reflection and you know, <laughs> understanding yourself is paramount before 
uh, we can go out there and convince other people to uh, you know pay pay us for uh, the products we are uh, uh, you know producing or services we are offering um, now that brings up another question like you know uh, it's sort of like a chicken and egg situation where uh, you know if if an entrepreneur is already stressed out i think um, it's a, it's exponentially more harder to sort of reflect on on these type of deep issues right um so like do you have any strategies uh, that you can recommend in terms of you know how they can sort of quiet their mind and self reflect uh, well first of all you know we don't have to do these things in isolation we don't have to do these things alone i mean there are coaches there are counselors out there there are masterminds that we can get into yeah. um one of the things that i love um is journaling for myself yeah, yeah. Okay. because you become your own therapist to yourself yeah. um just taking 5 10 minutes to sit down and to you know write out get write out your thoughts and put them on paper and then you see the irrationality of your thinking i mean yeah. you know you see oh my god wasn't didn't isn't that what i said last week am i still looping on this thought yeah. so you know just doing your own journaling and um connecting with your own self i think that's important I think knowing how to quiet your mind and self-soothe through meditation um and relaxation um and even hypnosis and and you can do that for yourself those are all very good um techniques that I would encourage people to to use and I use energy tapping as well um is something that I use a lot more in my practice nowadays um to um just to help me with my self sabotaging kind of behaviors. Yeah, so yeah. I mean those are the tools that I would throw out to people and those are those are all accessible don't have to cost very much. Yeah. Yeah, that I mean, those are really good. good. But yeah. I mean um if you're if you're going to be your own therapist to yourself through you know doing your own journaling that doesn't cost anything except 10 for minutes sure, of your time. Sure. and i think you brought up a very good point like you know you don't have to work in isolation uh, i think uh, just even openly talking about your emotions and feelings with your friends and family can lead to a lot of insights well i sometimes think um sometimes it's better to to actually talk to a, a third per, a third party outside of your friends and family because that third party is much more objective Yeah yeah yeah. Um your friends and family can tell you may tell you what you want to hear. Sure sure. Um you know and you might be going through a a separation or something and yeah. you're talking to your friends and they're just reflecting back to you what you're saying to them which sure. is not necessarily good stuff. So <laughs> it might be better to speak to a third party who's a sure, sure. Well I guess some families are more open and honest than others so I I take that point for sure. Yeah. Um all right um now uh do you think uh, uh you know we we're all also stressed out and i i think you brought up this point as well like we are also stressed out by the uh, sort of the pressures of um you know having a family life and social life and balancing that with the uh, with entrepreneurship so uh, do you have any recommendations in terms of you know how much focus we should put on entrepreneurship like not get um sort of you know all embroiled in uh, in running a business and also uh, pay attention to our family and social life uh, how do you how do you recommend we should go about uh, maintaining that well i i think if you stop and think as to why are you doing this at the end of the day you're doing entrepreneurship or you're working in this way because you want to have a better life 
which means having a better um, life for your family. But if you're putting all of your energies into um, um, working, um, if you're putting all your energies into into working um, and not um, prioritizing your family, I think you're actually missing the whole point. Mm-hmm. And so I really think, you know, you have to kind of look over your time and you really have to begin to not only prioritize family, but yeah. prioritize your relationship with your partner. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it really is quality versus quantity. Yeah. But understanding that, you know, you may not be able to have a lot of time, spend a lot of time with the family, yeah. but the time that you do spend has, is going to be quality time. So, you know, maybe for you, it's five o'clock every day is, and Obama did this every day for an hour, he would go and have dinner with his family yeah. when, when he was in the White House. Sure. And, you know, not, um, you know, unless it was a, a major crisis, yeah. every day at five, he had dinner with his family. So, you know, at that point in time, phone is off. You know, no one brings their cell phone to the table. You know, we're engaging, we're connecting with each other. Um, we're sitting around the table, we're eating, we're talking. How was your day? That may be all that you, you know, that may be what you, all that you can do. Yeah, yeah. But at least it is quality um, uh, versus quantity. Yeah. So, you know, that, so I think you, pri- and, and you need to prioritize that. So and, and 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 you know and ensure that your kids prioritize that. Now, of course, as kids get older, they have schedules and yeah. things and so forth. Then you need to maybe think, well, maybe you know, once every two weeks or once a month, we have a family night. Yeah, and you stick to that and you prioritize that. Or maybe once a month, you know, the wife and I we go out, or my you know husband, we you know, kids with a babysitter, or kids can stay by themselves if they're old enough. And that is our time together. But, and you put it on your calendar <laughs> and you prioritize it. Um, because if we don't do these things, then we get into more trouble down the road because we've disconnected from each other. Yeah, we've just yeah. disconnected from our kids. We've disconnected from our wife. We're not, you know, we're not connecting. Yeah, that's that's so true. Well, very well said. Uh, now, uh, I have a, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer in positive mindset and how it, actually affects the outcome of any any uh, venture that we undertake so uh, you know we've talked about how you know, mental health can affect uh, you know our our success uh, negatively but is the converse also true like when we actually become successful have you noticed as uh, entrepreneurs become successful at their business does it actually improve their mental health and uh, happiness levels and and whatnot uh, i think that's all depending on the individual Really, because as I said to you before, a number of major um, entrepreneurs ended up committing suicide. Um, so it has to do with the individual. It has to do with how the individual values themselves, how they see themselves, how they value themselves in terms of self-worth, um, their self-esteem. Uh, maybe, you know, their own, maybe they struggle with depression, how they cope. You know, yeah. are they coping using alcohol? Are they coping using drugs? I think it just depends on the individual. Like, you know, just because you're successful, have a successful business, yeah. doesn't necessarily mean that you are a successful person. Yeah, yeah. So the conclusion, I guess, is that uh, you really need to do this work and uh, get your mental health uh, in an optimal state because whether you are successful or you're struggling, 
you know, if your mental health is is not good, you know, you still may not attain the actual uh, the happiness that you're looking for, right? It's yeah, yeah. That's yeah. In a nutshell, it's it's really prioritizing that mental health, and I and prioritize. Let's put it this way: prioritizing your well-being, optimizing your well-being. Yeah, yeah. So managing your stress, um, taking care of. I, I mean, I I, I really want to move away from work-life balance Um, and I I look at it more as push energy and replenish energy so you know um, when are the times that you need to be in push energy and there may be times if you're launching a product or a service you need to be in push energy Um, but but you know when even then it's important to have um, times downtime where you can uh, bring back that replenish energy. Cool. All right. Uh, that's great. So um, is there anything else that you may want to share about uh, mental health uh, with, with our audience today? That's something that I haven't asked already. Um, you know, I encourage people to, we're living in a, in a day where there are so many resources. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would really encourage people to, to um, use the resources that are available, mm-hmm. uh, books, Audiobooks, coaching, therapy, counseling, um, masterminds. Um, the key is not to be in isolation, yeah, yeah. not to stay isolated and feel that you're doing it all alone. Um, and even, you know, networking, getting out and meeting people, um, but not to be isolated and to connect with other people. Yeah. Um, do, uh, do you have any uh, mastermind names uh, or any recommendation for mastermind groups for entrepreneurs? I think you have to do your own research. It, it's going to depend on, um, you know, who you are, where you are, um, what niche you're in. Um, you know, there, there are so many out, out, out there. Sure, sure. All right, great. Thank you so much, Veronica, for uh, all the wisdom that you shared today. I think a lot of uh, people in our audience got a tremendous amount of value out of this. Now, before I let you go, um, can you tell us a little bit about your company and how you work with uh, entrepreneurs and uh, anybody else who needs uh, help with uh, their mental health? My company is called Empowered Solutions, Mm -hmm. and I started off doing a lot of one-to-one coaching and recognizing and managing my own stress, I began to think about ways that I could leverage my service in terms of working with more people mm-hmm. and reaching more people with the, with the information and resources that I have. Yeah. So I now, I mean, I still do one-to-one coaching. I do group coaching and I do workshops excuse me, and presentations. But I'm now moving into the area of doing online courses Um, I have two that I've uh, launched so far. One is imposter syndrome, your kick-ass guide to recovery. It's all about those negative thoughts, those bullying thoughts that we have in our head that interferes with our entrepreneurship mindset. So that's up on um, Teachable. And I've just launched another course right now, Unstoppable, Finding Your Greatness Within. And that's all about some of the things that we talked about today. Um, Finding your passion, finding your purpose, um, taking a look at your habits, getting out of your comfort zone, um, you know, dealing with your fears, and really um, uh, connecting to your values in terms of who you are, what you want, and why you want what you want, and how that impacts on you as an individual. So those are the two courses that I have, and I'm coming out with more. 
Um, That one's on Udemy, Udemy, but you can also connect with me on my website, www.empowered-solutions.ca. That's great. Uh, Well, thank you so much uh, once again, Veronica. Um, It was uh, fun having you on this episode. And um, I hope uh, we, we, uh, you join us again on another episode in the future. Thank you for inviting me. I really enjoyed the discussion. Thank you so much. Thanks. Bye-bye. If you like this video, please go ahead and hit that like button. It will mean the world to us. And again, if you want to be notified about our new content, please consider subscribing to our channel. And now, if you are an existing or an aspiring technology entrepreneur, then I invite you to check out my new online workshop, Bootstrapping Your Tech Startup Dreams. Go to go.tetranoodle.com slash boot hyphen podcast and sign up for free. I want to make sure more successful and sound decisions are made every day in your tech projects. Let's start finding solutions to your problems. So go to go.tetranoodle.com slash boot hyphen podcast and I look forward to helping you with your tech startup.